Let's talk a little bit about like where, so you said you're trying to do some music, like release your own music. Is that what sort of like, what's the next five years look like for Pink Star? <laughs> Put you on the spot here, right? You're gonna... <laughs> five years. <laughs> I don't even know where I'll be in five years. So I don't know why I'm asking people that. Welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Okay, make sure you're following us on social media. Instagram and Facebook, Lone Star Plate TX, or just search uh, the Lone Star Plate podcast. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button and the like button for this video. It's free, y'all. Okay, let's move on. Look, we have a great episode today. My guest is Pink Star. She is the queen uh, diva pop princess of Austin, championing for LGBTQ rights super incredible person had such a blast such a great energy about her um just really enjoyed this podcast and i think y'all are going to as well it's a lot of fun a lot of laughing um we talked about her um project that she has called girls like us it was like this hour-long live stream sort of cinematic music video experience uh championing uh trans artist in austin so, I mean, when you watch this video, y'all, it is like super, you know, intense, a very cinematic. The production is just crazy good. Um, again, it looks like something out of a, you know, award show, like, you know, the Grammys or something, you know, putting on a show. I mean, it was really, really good. So we talked about that. She's going to do more of those. Uh, we talked about, you know, food. Uh, her favorite places to eat in Texas. And, um, you know, we just also chatted about Texas in general, where she grew up. She came up from Mexico. Uh, and as you all know, I have a connection to Mexico myself. So, bam, there's a lot to talk about. Again, we just had a black, it, kind of, it just flew by, to be honest with you. The interview flew by. So uh, she's got, you know, she's performing. She's got some stuff coming up. You hear all about it. So, and if you're a fan of Pink Star, you're really going to enjoy this. I, I watched some of her other interviews. This isn't like any of the other interviews, okay? So, yes, that's what we do with the Lone Star Plate. We try to do something a little bit different. So, okay. All right, y'all. Listen, before we get to the interview, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Texas Real Food. Hi, I wanted to talk to you about other things that are on the Texas Real Food site that are just as amazing as putting in your zip code, finding the best place around you that's serving, you know, all natural, fresh, organic ingredients, all right? There's resources on there. Reviews, blogs, articles, and most importantly, Texas Real Food recipes. So you can find things on there that really aren't on any other site. I promise you that and stuff that's pretty standard, but we give it a twist, right? That's the chef way. Something familiar with a twist. So we've got, for instance, cinnamon spiced hot cross buns. You can also find a great Texas strawberry cheesecake recipe. Just amazing stuff. So please check it out at texasrealfood.com. All right, back to the show. All right, and welcome back, y'all. Let's get to this episode. What do we think? Pink Star? Huh? Let's do this. Okay, guys. Again, Pink Star. Check her out online. The uh, link's in the uh, description uh, for everything you need to connect with her. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Pink Star. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? Fantastic. Just enjoying this beautiful Friday. Awesome. How's your day going? Good. Good so far. Just running. I've been having meetings and meetings and stuff. <laughs> hey, busy is good, right? Busy is so good. I'm so happy that things are picking up again. Yeah, totally. So so be, uh, because of the pandemic and everything, obviously, I guess you had to put stuff on hold. So I guess things are now 
getting back to where you can do some stuff in person. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I haven't, well, this past weekend I did a performance for Netflix, but it was like a mini that I haven't done a full show yet, but okay. coming soon. I've been mostly yeah. DJing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, those are full sets, right? I, I don't know much about DJing to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a super talent, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know how how you guys do it, to be honest. With you. I don't know. how. It's really fun. It's kind of, it's it's hard to pick up, I think. But once you get it, it's just, it's just practice. You like can always get better. What's like the one talent you think you need to start doing that? Like, what what's the one thing? It's like you see somebody, they got this one thing you're like, yeah, you could DJ. What is that? Is it rhythm? Is it, I don't I, know. I, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's like, can you keep a beat? One. Okay. And two, do you have good music taste? Ah, the taste in music. Okay. That makes total <laughs> sense. Like I would be the worst DJ that then I would be the, I have the worst, you know, I don't know anything about music. I just like, I just like listening to it, but yeah, I don't know. What's, I, I don't know. It's good. Good taste in music. You're right. That's a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah. And I mean, good taste is like subjective, you know, it's like, it's sure. different for everyone. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. That's a, that's actually a really good point for sure. Absolutely. Um, well, that's why people have their favorite sort of DJs. They like to go see, right. Cause they sort of relate to that taste of music that that person's putting out. I would assume I, I don't, I've never actually gone to see a DJ. If that makes sense. Like, I've never gone to a show and they're like the DJs, the show, like I've been to things where there's a DJ. It's a DJ. Yeah. There's a DJ there, you know, but I've never actually gone. I, I think it's past my generation. Like I, I graduated 98 and yeah, when I was in high maybe. school, they didn't do that. That wasn't really a thing when I was in high school. You didn't yeah. Go see. I, I think the, the like music festival type. Okay. Show that makes sense. It's, it's like that it's, um, I feel like that's pretty recent. Yeah. But I mean, for sure, I feel like at raves. Yeah. That's like the DJ's the main feature. Is it crazy? I've never been to a rave before. I I mean, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I've never been to one to be honest with you. I've done so many things in my life. I never, for some reason, at least not that I can remember. Oh gosh, I've done a lot of drugs in my life. Okay, a lot of drinking. Yeah, I was just honest, you know, as a, I mean, more, more of my younger years. Okay, I'm 41. This is definitely more of my younger years, but um, I have. So maybe it's possible I went and don't remember. But Yeah, or maybe you didn't know it was a rave. You just thought that's, it was a <laughs> after party. That's fine. Well, then that's a bad rave if you don't know you're at one, I think. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. First rule of raving, know you're at one. <laughs> know that you're at a rave. <laughs> yeah, just know that you're actually at one, you know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I go to a lot of parties where it's like not clear if it's a rave or not, but it is in essence. <laughs> what does that mean? Rave? Okay, we're going to a I rave. Don't know. <laughs> I mean, I like, I've been raving for a really long time, but <laughs> I feel what like, does it mean? I feel like right now there's like a very weird, like in between, like, it's not like, um, what's the word? not stated that it's a rave it's presented as a party but it's a rave i got you okay so but but that's what i'm saying what takes it over the top to make it a rave i don't you know, know. What, i think the that... type of music the type okay. of people that go there i mean because raves i think are like about the dance floor and just dancing and kind of uh listening to the music and like moving your body to it and i don't know there's there's almost like something spiritual about raves and in, in, in the ways that people talk about them but i think it's like about community it's about the dance floor the dj is obviously like really important because the dj is selecting the music um yeah. but uh, yeah i think it's a type of music too like electronic Okay, so you couldn't have a rave with like some singer songwriter with an acoustic guitar. Definitely not stage. a rave. <laughs> if he tried to turn that into a rave, you're like, dude, it's not happening. This, uh, this is this, not. This is this, not. 
<laughs> that's what okay well see we're set so funny we're, i had we're getting a... this set <laughs> I, um, I say we're, we're figuring this out here i like this I had Continue a your story. Yeah, yeah. from um new york and she's a pretty big dj and like sound artist and we went to a rave here once she was visiting and we're like oh let, let us let me show you whatever and as soon as we made it to the rave we saw that they had like a it's like what's that instrument that people hang outside of their doors the, that the like wind chimes wind chime wind chime yeah mm -hmm. they had wind chimes and they were trying to like play them as they were djing and we we're just like this this is not this is not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> and we how talked that how do we you like, play a wind chime? I never heard. No, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> they didn't think that through, right? They were like, "This sounds like a great idea," and then they didn't think it through, you know. <laughs> but I, I like the uh, the gumption, right? I like the ambition, right? I mean, that's you know something different, trying something different. I guess. What, yeah. what do you What do you do when you DJ? Is it do you have a particular way you go about it, or? You just sort of change it up or I, I don't know. Yeah, it's been changing, I think. Um, so I don't regularly DJ at raves. So I mostly DJ at clubs and like bars, I guess, for, for parties, not raves. And um, recently I started DJing as Pink Star. Recently I've been developing like new projects. Yeah. Um, so I have a duo, a new duo project called Popsicle with Y2K. And our, our, our slogan is all pop all night. So we play just pop music, but like experimental pop music and like new underground type pop music. So it's not like a top 40, like maybe we'll throw a yeah. top 40 or like an old, like, um, 90s pop music but yeah. like it, it's like a remix that like blends into like this really weird like experimental track that's like has pop vocals on top of it so it's it's cool but I, I that's like that. cool that that sounds more like a dj to me like you're influencing the music in a way right and your song choice that, that's really a dj because if you're just literally hitting track after track that's not dj to me that's a wedding dj Right, like that, that you know what I mean? Yeah, if you're just like, you know, okay, top 40 track, right? Just next one. Next, well, how does that even, I mean, I can do that. <laughs> I'm like, you can just, yeah. You know, yeah, so I, I like what you're doing. Understand. I like, I like your approach. I like, uh, that's how it should be. I want to hear that from a DJ. Well, I experiment with that. I tried this, we do this, you know. Bam. Yeah, and it's been interesting with Popsicle too, because like, I'm not used to playing pop music. Like I'm usually, I, I'm used to playing club music, not like pop packs. And so I've been learning a lot of how to like transition between songs and keep like the energy going yeah. without like doing that, like playing one track and then another track and then another track. Um, so it's been fun. It's kind of, sometimes it feels really chaotic when we're playing. <laughs> To us, people really <laughs> sure. like it. There was this one time not that long ago, probably like a month or two ago, that we were like, oh my God, this set was just reckless. We're sorry, <laughs> y'all. And people were like, oh my, like, obviously, like, we were thinking that. And then whenever, like, we got off the DJ but people were like, oh my God, that was amazing. Like, such a great set. And I'm like, oh, maybe it wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they never, people don't know what it's supposed to sound like. You know, yeah. it's just like when an artist screws up on stage, right? Playing a song or something or the guitar, or, you know, it'd be like, it's like they don't have any clue what you're supposed to do. <laughs> so they don't even know you messed up, uh, you know, yeah. as far and as I that do goes. Come, I feel like I started DJing because I was friends with a lot of DJs who are doing really experimental things while they're playing. So they might have like three tracks playing at once with a bunch of wild effects and then like another track on loop to like sing like with yeah. a vocal i don't know so it's it's i i come from that i don't know history or like 
point of DJing. That's what I saw. And that's what interested me in DJing. So it feels fine to be experimental. Hell yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, listen, th you know, thanks for coming on the podcast. God, that took a little while to get to that, right? Uh, this is this is how I roll, okay? Yeah. This is uh, relaxed, just chill, relaxed. You know, we don't take ourselves too seriously here on the Lone Star Plate. So um, I'm hoping to talk a little bit about this new project that you have. Um, I wrote it down, Girls Like Us. I, as simple as it is, I got to make sure I get it right. Um, we also want to talk a little bit of food with you. Um, I'm okay. a chef actually. Okay. So like, I always talk yeah, food with, kind with of people what I a little saw. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not too much, but we, we always get into a little bit. Um, basically we're going to, you know, have you shout out some places you like to eat in Texas, you know, whatever That's city cool. you, you're in. Are you in Austin? Where yes. you at? Yeah, Austin. Okay. I just moved from Austin. I was there almost a decade. So that's where wow. I had my my food truck in Austin uh, for five years too. Um, wow. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And just we'll sort of like we just did. We just sort of broke down. I feel like I just learned about raves and DJing just like that. Just like cool. that. You just taught lesson number one from Pink Star. Boom. What's a rave? What What's is a rave? Change? You know, because when people think of rave, let's be real. They think kids taking drugs and just like dancing to music all night which may be part of it but there's I mean, more to it you know there's, there's more to truth it to that. yeah there's but. some truth exactly there's some truth to that but it's more layered right it's definitely more layered than that. i think i think you said it well when you said like a spiritual experience i think that's a, a great way to put it you know <laughs> separates it from a normal party anyway so let's talk about this uh girls like us project i watched like I, probably half of it. I, I'm not gonna lie. I sort of skipped, you know, through a few parts right. and but but total watching time, I probably watched half of of the entire thing. Great production, by the way. Holy cow. I was super impressed with the production of this. Um, first of all, just tell us a little bit about what what it is. So they know what mm -hmm. I'm talking about. And then we'll just kind of dive deep into it. Just sort of curious your thoughts about wow. it. Yeah, so Girls Like Us is a live music video experience, and that's like a weird way of describing it, but essentially it's a live performance that's shot in a very cinematic way. Yeah. Um, and it features different trans artists across Texas. So the main features are Lorelai Kay, Pink Star, myself, um, Quentin Arispe, and Belladonna. Um, and it just each one of us has different sections in the film. Um, I'm the one kind of join, like weaving everyone together, yeah, every different yeah. section together. And then we also have features from Girl Six, who's the house mother of House of the Poor, which is a um, Vogue house here in Austin. Um, um, Ariel Satina, who's like a great friend and producer from Chicago created a track and then girl six danced to it. So it's like a really cool, like collaboration of trans women, so like also like trans women of color um, across the country. Yeah. And then we also have um, Gavilan Reina Rusam who lent, let us use one of her tracks. And then Jordan Harris made an, a number to it as well. So it's live music dance choreography lights camera yeah very, totally yeah it's beautiful again the production cinematic experience okay i like that that's a great way to describe it because that's that's exactly what it felt like um yeah it felt like you know the performances you see on like you know when they do the grammys or right like that's what it felt that's what it looked like that's what it felt <laughs> like those those type of performances when you see on a on a music um Compet you know, not competition, but a music, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, like um, an award show. Yeah, an award yeah. show. My God, I couldn't get that word out. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it was it, it was great. Um, so how did that come together? Was that, was that sort of your idea? You wanted to do this? Did you just felt like there was a it, void? People <laughs> weren't doing this? So you're like, let well, me know. Yeah, me I think um, it just kind of happened, honestly, I think. It's it, the, the ideas parked when Hotel Free TV reached out to me about collaborating and maybe curating like a month of their programming with artists that I wanted to put on. 
And then okay. um, something that's really important for me is kind of like the visual aspect of everything that I'm doing. I'm not only a musician, but I'm also a visual artist and specifically kind of in media and like video photography. Like I kind of do a lot of behind the scenes work of my own visual identity. And so something that was important for me in that collaboration was to be able to have creative direction of what the visuals are gonna look like. And it started in a very DIY, like, okay, let's let's just buy some lights. Let's figure out some people <laughs> that wanna volunteer and do this. And it just kind of escalated. And we kept watching award show performances and we were like, we can do this. This is especially because the artists that I wanted to feature were all um, pop artists. Um, and I think like the award show type performance is the prime way of showcasing a live performance of pop music. And so it just kind of escalated and like we kept like applying to grants and fundraising. We crowdfunded a bunch of um, a big chunk of the money. We got grants. We got a couple of sponsors from um, nonprofit organizations like Boss Babes and then Double Scorpio, who's like a LGBTQ brand here in Austin, gave us a sponsorship as well. And so it just kind of a bunch of people came together because they liked our idea and they thought that we could make it happen. That's awesome. And it, yeah. And then a bunch of creatives and artists um, reached out or we reached out to them and they were all super interested in being part of this project. And so um, everyone kind of worked for discounted rates. Everyone like donated part of their labor. I like, I spend like a big chunk of my own money because I was like, this is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, there's no way this is not going to happen anymore. And so it. it just, it felt like a, an amazing community project and there was like over 30 lgbtq artists involved um a lot of trans artists and creatives behind the scenes and in front of the camera so that felt really amazing honestly especially yeah. during the pandemic where like none of us could see each other um it was like the first time that we saw so many of her friends artist friends and so it was like really really nice overall it's like to have those little those two days of production but it felt like very warm and everyone was excited to be there no of course uh, absolutely no that's that's amazing so the reception has been good you know you've obviously enjoyed the hell out of the process and you know what came about and and the end product is you know amazing so is there a chance uh is there a chance you're gonna do another one or something else bigger badder i don't know i mean i would love to but yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah i think after we finished doing that i like had to take a break because it was like three months of just non-stop sure. like no sleep uh just emailing people but I mean I think it was super rewarding I would love I would love to do that again um it's it's hard it's complicated because film costs a lot of money there's a lot of moving parts and and as an artist living in Texas it's hard to come by a lot of money or the money required to create a production like that so I would love to if I had the money. And also, um, I think right now I'm really focusing on making new music and kind of figuring out where that's going. But I, I, I think this really opened the door for me to hone into like directing music videos for my own music or for other people's music. And like, yeah, I really, I like yeah. got a big just um, boot camp on what it's like to do any film or music type film. I mean, if you can show somebody, it's an hour long too. Okay, <laughs> that that's what I don't think people understand. This is this wasn't like a quick, 
you know, little live thing or performance. I mean, this is a long production that's very well done. I mean, um, I think showing that to anybody and say, yeah, we can do this again. We can do it like this or do your music video, you know, like this portion or something. I mean, who's not gonna, it's such a great reel for you to have moving forward yeah. to, show, to show people what you can do and what you can accomplish and, and the different aspects of it, the costumes, the lighting, the production, the behind the scenes. Um, yeah, there's a lot of elements uh, to it. Yeah, you did, yeah. A, you did a great job. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. I mean, it's not, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It's not something I normally watch. Okay. But I was yeah. into it. I was in I was I respect I respect talent and ambition and just uh, art in general right so I see something just very creative and colorful and engaging I'm in I'm, I'm gonna give it a try you know let's let's see what yeah. this is about you know yeah and that's it that's the beauty of pop music too it's tiny it's glossy it calls your attention sure and so we really yeah. wanted to to get there to get yeah. to that level like aesthetic level of like this is really well made and also we wanted like the artists involved to feel proud to be part of the project and like feel celebrated totally so totally. Absolutely. yeah and it's a great cause you know that you're championing as well and you know uh, i'm sure that i'm sure it knocked off a lot of checks right on the checklist it was like damn this is doing a lot that, that's a great event i mean that's you don't want you know what more do you want out of an event? You know, it's awesome. No, that's, that's, I'm so happy for it. Really. I hope you get to, to do another one because if it looks anything like that, it's, I mean, geez, you know, yeah. um, so, yeah, okay. Come, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, uh, again, you show somebody that, Hey, let's do this again. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's do this again for sure. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about like where, so you said you're trying to do some music, like release your own music. Is that what sort of like, what's the next five years look like for Pink Star? <laughs> <laughs> Put you on the spot here, right? You got <laughs> five years. <laughs> I don't even know where I'll be in five years. So I don't know why I'm asking people that. <laughs> I mean, I would love, I mean, uh, I'm planning on releasing music next year for sure. I'm not entirely sure what that's going to look like. If it's like singles, if it's an album or like, I don't know what that's going to look like yet, but the plan is there. Um, I think, I mean, honestly, I have such a strong tie with Austin and the community here. And I feel really supported here that it's hard for me to think moving somewhere else but I mean that could also have I feel like if I ever moved like if I were to move in the next five years for like career as a career move I would probably like do a like dual city type yeah. moment um and that's something that really excites me so maybe that will happen in the next five years um beyond that I mean I really I don't know. I feel like for me, like the main goals is just to continue doing the work that I'm doing, continue championing the community here too, and like showcasing the talent that we have. And then just, I, I really, at this point, I think I want to like start creating or like finding community outside of the city and finding maybe like like creating fan bases somewhere else or even in Mexico. Sure. Like I'm originally from Mexico and like all the time I feel so disconnected from, like I keep tabs on what's happening like in the queer culture and the queer arts in Mexico, but I feel so disconnected because I'm not geographically there. And so I know a lot of people through Instagram, but I don't, there's no kind of like exchange of like what I'm doing, what they're doing. So like building that bridge would be, really great so. that's awesome you, you're from, originally from mexico what part of mexico are you from i'm from tampico which is northeastern mexico right by the gulf we're a port we're a beach town yeah i've been there it's been a long time but i have oh, been there. really <laughs> yeah i i actually used to live in uh veracruz it's it's been a while but we yeah. took a whole we took a whole trip up from the of the coast like literally all the way up uh north um through there 
my mom's from uh, Mexico City. So oh, wow. I used to go to Mexico. I mean, I still go. I mean, obviously still go up. But uh, when I was a kid, we went a lot. So I would spend our summers there uh, because we lived in the States. My mom came over here. My dad's American. So I'm kind of I got that half half uh you know sort of thing um how yeah. how old were you when you when you moved here i was almost 20. oh really okay. i like grew i like i wow born and raised there wow how old are you now I, I if you don't mind me asking i'm not um, trying to i'm in my mid-20s <laughs> Yeah, listen, I'm 41. You cannot be older. You know, you're not older than me, so don't worry about. It. You're still the young. <laughs> you're still the young in here. Um, yeah. Wow. So you did you grow up learning English? I mean. Yeah. So I went to a school that was bilingual. I oh, did nice. learn. So I like I could speak English like fluently when I got here. My English has gotten way more, like, uh, or way less proper just from living here like I picked up all the slang I picked up like all these like weird phrases and things that people do and the ways that people pronounce things because I used to have even when I moved here I used to have an accent or like a stronger accent and now people are like wait like I, how do you speak English so well if you just moved here like seven years ago no your accent is really I, like I can hear your accent but just because I'm used to hearing those type of things like my mom yeah. still has an accent right she's been here over almost 50 years in America and she still has an accent um barely but it's there you it's know there. Uh, yeah I I think it's great I why lose the I mean I think it's cool I, oh yeah I think uh, whenever I moved here I was like I don't I moved here to go to school to go to UT um and so i was like i don't want to be the foreign student <laughs> so i was like really focused and like let me make sure that people are not just like because that it's kind of annoying it's just like that becomes your personality sure i know i i know what you mean and so like it. i'm like i i'm more than that and i have big ideas and i came here to study art fine art yeah. Yeah. um and so I was like, I don't want to be treated as like this foreigner. I want people to see my ideas like for you, really. not for yeah. not for that part of you. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I get it. Totally, totally get it. So seven years. I mean, that's a long time. That's still a long time, too. Right. You've been here uh -huh. seven years. That's a long time. That's good. I'm glad. Um, that's awesome. How often do you get to go back? Is it pretty? I'm sure not with it, COVID and everything. It is probably difficult, but um it, yeah i haven't gone back i think since 20 like 2018 like or like january of 2018 or something like that so it's been a while three years yeah, yeah. um but i used to go like twice a year and then it just kind of stopped because i was like working here or I was like um like doing immigration processes and now now I have my green card and so now it's like whenever you're in the middle of immigration processes they you recommend can't go you not to leave not yeah, to yeah. leave yeah mm -hmm. yeah and but yeah. now now I can go and I'm I'm trying to go but I don't know when it'll happen I'm trying to go this year right on no that's cool that's cool. So your family was cool with you moving up to the States? Yeah, they actually were really, they wanted me to move here. I wanted to go to, I went to move to Mexico City. Um, and it didn't happen. The school that I, um, it, it just didn't work out. But so I ended up coming here, but my parents never wanted me to go to Mexico City. They wanted me to go here. And wow. I still, I mean, to this day, I'm like, I still want to live in Mexico City at some point in my life. But I, I love happen. that city. Yeah, I love I Mexico love City Mexico so much. City. It's so it's beautiful. The food's amazing. The people, the people are weird. It's, it's city people, but <laughs> there's a lot of people, and there's always have to do a nightlife. And Mexico City is wild, yeah. and it's so fun. And there's always stuff happening. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's one of the I mean, it's just like it's literally one of the biggest cities I've ever been to in my life. Just 
just trying to get around, right? Like literally just trying to get around takes, can take hours if you want to go from one end of the city. Yeah. You know, a half a day to go from one end of the city to the other, you know, um, and my family sort of lives sporadically around. So it's like, oh, oh my God. Vamos no a ver God. Yeah, vamos a ver tia chula. Okay, that's going to take three hours. Oh my God, this is what the, you know, you make a whole day out of it. We're going to stop here, do a little shopping and then make our way and, you know, uh, yeah, the food, uh, especially so my, oh my, my favorite, uh, I'm going to shout out my favorite restaurant in really the whole world, but it's in Mexico city. It's called El Tisoncito. I don't know if you've ever been there. Uh, they, they used to only have one location Now they have many there in Mexico city, but it's just tacos al pastor. Like my favorite tacos al pastor in the world, El Tisoncito. Anyway, yeah, what okay. part of Mexico city it's in? Yeah, de like like dead center where the World Trade Center is. Okay. De I feel like, like dead, I may have center. been there. There's several I of them now. So you might have been to one of the locations, you know, like for sure. Yeah. Like there's a lot of them. There's a lot of there used to be only one. I was by my aunt's house right there by the World Trade Center. And when I was a kid growing up, we would just I just loved going there. So I would always make my family go. And now it's just become sort of this like. Uh, ritual right when i go to mexico i have to go eat there at least one time we have to go eat there and to be frank they're not really the best tacos in mexico city but they're really good i mean they're, they're for me this is it's a nostalgic thing i guess it is just like yeah. that that location you know just you know so many years from the 80s i mean it's just crazy to think about um to still go to that place but anyway um what 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 are some food places here in uh texas you see you see live in austin i know tons of great austin places so let's see what what are some places you like to go eat in austin when you go out um honestly i go to the same places all the time so Perfect. i love going to gabriela's okay um, yeah shout out gabriela's good place it's a really cute place the, I love the patio. It's like my favorite patio in Austin. The food's amazing. The drinks are incredible too. Um, really strong drinks, so be careful. <laughs> but, the, <laughs> um, but the, I mean, that's good. I guess like you get your money's worth. Yeah. Um, and the food's so so good. Um, and then the patio has an incredible view of like the skyline of Austin. And it's just great, especially like um, in the evening or at night where it's all lit up. I'm like, this is the best Beautiful. place to be. Like, I feel like yeah. I'm in a city. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but I also just, I, I love cities. I, I'm a city girl. Yeah, me too. Um, and too. what other places do I like? I... Any food trucks? Oh, food that trucks? Are... Yeah. Uh, I don't know which which one. Patrizzi's. Where where is that? At the butterfly bar, the Italian food truck. I never truck. had it. I never had oh, it. Oh my god! <laughs> you need to go. Okay. It's the best um best Ita best pasta in Austin. Wow! Oh it's wow! From a food I love truck. Hey, listen! I had a food truck five years. I, I know it's good so food can come out of food trucks. Okay. I go there all the time. I live like a couple of blocks away, so I just walk there. Is it a pretty popular? Is what? it a popular spot? Like a lot of people know about it, or yeah, I don't, I don't. Okay, okay. What's it called yeah. again? Patrizzi's. Uh huh. Patrizzi's. And okay. it's at the, it's at the Butterfly Bar and the Vortex, like that yeah. little complex. So that's like the food spot that they have there. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I did the same thing on rainy. I was at container bar for a long time where I was the food. Yeah. You know, there. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Okay. Okay. Cool. What other, any other place? I don't know. Or even a bar doesn't even have to be a food place. It could be a cool bar. Uh, you like, going. I don't know. Yeah. A bar. I mean, my favorite bar is Cheer of Charlie's obviously. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it could be someplace, you know, what's I number know, two? What's just, a backup? A staple. And also just, I love, I mean, Cheer of Charlie's, the community that hangs around Cheer of Charlie's is just incredible. And so I have a lot of friends to hang out there. I can go there probably like any day that they're open and I'll find friends to hang out with. That's awesome. So I like it. That's awesome. Absolutely. Of course. I, I get it. 
I get it for sure. Let's say Cheer Up Charlie's is closed for some reason, for some odd reason. They're like, hey, we're closed today. Where are you going? What's the next I would place? Go, you go? Probably like Coconut Club and the Ungrotto. Those are, okay. I feel like Coconut Club and the Ungrotto and Cheer Up Charlie's are like my go to places. Like if there's, if I don't know if anything, any events happening, yeah, I'll just go there and see what's happening. Fair enough. Fair enough. What's your favorite barbecue place in Austin there? I'm interviewing uh, Aaron Franklin on Monday. So we're going to be talking barbecue. What What's your favorite barbecue around? I, um, I don't eat meat. Oh, okay. You're, oh, you're vegan, vegan or I'm vegetarian? vegetarian. I'm pescatarian. I was vegetarian for a really long time. And the, during the pandemic, I became pescatarian. Pescatarian. Okay. Yeah. So now no I eat problem. fish. I okay. Like fair enough. Thing. Fair enough. Um, I got it. I got but, it. Okay. Yeah. Bar I so used this, to have no barbecue. Ru I think it's called Ruby's barbecue. It's like on R Rudy's. 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 Yeah. 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 Rudy's. Is I good. used to go there a lot. Like the first year, two years I lived here, just because I was at ET and it's closed. Yeah. And they have totally. good barbecue. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a phenomenal place, especially that one. Mm -hmm. Um, when did you become vegetarian? So obviously pretty recent, right? Or yeah, I think it was probably like 2017. What made you choose the last time I, so I started, I became a vegetarian after the last time I came from Mexico. Cause I had like a big Christmas dinner and whatever. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to try to be vegetarian now. And then I just have been since. Why not vegan? Why vegetarian? Like, I'm always curious of that choice. Is it like, because you can eat butter and eggs it's and food things? food is so good. It's like, I want to be vegan and vegetarian because like, it's better for the envir environment. No, but I, I mean, why not? Why not vegan instead of vegetarian? No, there's, yeah, a, there's a big it's, difference. It's, it's better for the environment, but but it's just so good. And so like, I, oh, okay. so that's I'm it. Mexican. I grew up eating cheese like every yes. day of my life. Of course. So I don't eat, I don't drink milk, like regular, like regular milk, but I do eat cheese pretty consistently. Oh, and so no. I, I'm not vegan. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, I, I, Hey, I respect anybody's, um, yeah way of eating. Uh, and then pescatarian, sure. I think it just happened. I went to Galveston last year. Um, we had like a little quarantine retreat. Like, let's get out of our house and go to some other house, an Airbnb by the beach. <laughs> <laughs> let's get out of our house and go to another house. Let's get <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just That's I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah, no, um, I, I yeah, a different. And so we were in scenery. Galveston. I was just like, I really just, I'm just gonna eat seafood while I'm here because it's right here. And then I just kind of continued doing it. I'm also from. I mean, Dunpico has amazing, amazing seafood and super fresh. Um, and so, yeah, like, of it's something that it's yeah. something that like really hits home for me. I mean. Absolutely. How are you going to have a mariscada without like, you know, seafood? Like I, I can't even, no, no. I mean, I mean, I'm with you. Look, um, again, I respect everyone's way of eating it, you know, whatever. Uh, I, I'm more of the, I definitely eat meat and stuff. I don't eat a lot of meat. Um, you know, for sure. I, I like to know where it's coming from, but I don't know. That's definitely a, a way, you know, moving forward we need better education on the food system and we need better like control of our resources and we need to fix factory farming. Those are like the three biggest things for me because we need regenerative agriculture. So I believe in eating meat, but we just have to do it the yeah. right way. We're, we're not doing it the right way. We're literally, you know, putting animals, you know, stuck together, living the worst lives possible just so we can eat. It, it, it's yeah. horrific. it's horrific so yeah i'm totally against all that stuff uh, it, yeah, anybody and should be to be frank. yeah and it just also takes a lot more resources to feed animals and then turn them into into meat than it is to like grow crops no so, well that's not that's actually a myth um it's a myth yeah that that is a myth uh it, it's actually better to have 
a balance of both. So it's well, not yeah. like, let, let's say you had all crops and no animals. Well, the crops cause animals to die. Uh -huh. um, you know, crops, there's always going to be collateral damage when it comes to animals. You've got the machines that it takes to go and get those crop animals die from that little ones, you know, they, they end up, you know, dying, uh, you can, you know, screw up the system. So it's just all about balance. And it's about, if you're going to have animals, you know, they need to graze an open field. You need to have the sort of a natural circle of life as opposed to, well, let's just put 5,000 cows in this warehouse. Let's grow, you know, 20 acres of, of, uh, you know, wheat over here, right. There's no balance there in either of yeah. those. It, it's so it's just about a balance, but it's not necessarily that one's yeah. more better than the other. You just have to have, you have, to have the right both. balance. Yeah. You got to yeah. have the right balance. Of yeah. Both. But, and that's, that's kind of you know. how I feel. I'm not like opposed to eating meat. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's what you're saying. It's like, we have to do it in a way that's good for Absolutely. everyone of course yes yeah no it makes me sick um to think about factory farming and stuff and look i'm not perfect i still will consume meat that i know is coming from some of these places okay i i do know that that happens sometimes look when you go out to eat okay, i'm a yeah. chef i work it's hard to source um you know meats and and vegetable and all this stuff and to know exactly where everything's coming from i mean you want to but it's not always um something you can do as a as an owner um, so, you know, it's going to happen sometimes, but if we keep chipping away at it, people like yourself who take a stand and, and sort of do that actually <laughs> is, is a really, I mean that that's like a, it's a good thing to do. Um, you yeah, know, I mean, yeah, I'm not like a hardcore sure. vegan activist or anything, but I'm just like, I'm going to do my part. <laughs> it's your personal choice. Like I'm with you. Yeah. Like, I get it. Um, I respect that for sure. A hundred percent. Um, just the fact you thinking about it, it's in your mind and um you know you're thinking about it you know for sure no that's awesome okay any other place we didn't shout out that you wanted to shout out food wise real quick before i will wrap this up here um i don't know uh, you, you mentioned some great places yeah i'm i'm thinking <laughs> i've been going to this place i don't think it's amazing but it's good it's called micheladas it's downtown in austin um and they have great micheladas and that's why i go i don't go necessarily for the food but the micheladas Bam. there we are go really good. i love a good michelada who doesn't also, me madras has amazing micheladas bam look at see you're giving th these are important things to know for people okay I i'm like my I'm mexican not... is really showing right now <laughs> <laughs> I need to know where the micheladas are. Hey, let that flag fly, girl. I do all the time. I'm, you know, it's proud to be, you know, it's good to be proud of where, where you're from and where yeah. you're at, you know, both things. Um, I, I find myself doing both. I got to represent America and Mexico, both. I can't, can't let down either parent. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so well, I guess tell everybody sort of what you have coming up and where and how people can um, stay connected with you. Well, yeah, so I have my comeback live show August 6th uh, and undisclosed location in Austin. Undisclosed. Okay, it's okay. undisclosed. Um, you have to get tickets to get the information or you have you have to ask ask a freak. That's that's a location. Ask a freak. Okay. Um, <laughs> I like this code. This code here. This like this is new. I've never heard of something. <laughs> I like this. This is so, you're so creative. I gotta say, I, I didn't come up with this. This is a venue, um, a new venue, but it's like underground, and they don't want people to know where they are. <laughs> what? This is the weirdest business model I ever heard of. Right. They're like, let's like open a, a business, but it's, I don't want like, anybody to know where we're at. <laughs> but well, it's smart like, because what is doing it now I want to know. Now I want to know where it's at more than any other business. So it works. It's actually very smart. So that's happening August 6th um, and tickets are going to come out tomorrow. So, I mean, I don't know when this is showing, but they'll be out by the time this is showing. This will um, be out, but definitely before the show. I don't know if people will, by the time they listen to this, if they'll be able to get tickets for it. 
but I don't know. Check, go online and check your social media, I guess, right? Yeah. And, see. and, and okay. yeah, my social media is Pink Star, um, P1 and K S T A R underscore. Um, so that's Pink Star with the number one instead of an I. Um, and that's my that's my handle for Instagram. That's my handle for Twitter. My Facebook is Pink Star. Um, yeah, PinkStar.com. Everything is Pink Star. <laughs> that's perfect branding. I mean, listen, that's way better than like. Well, my Twitter is Dragon Twenty Seven Four. You know, uh, Sun Sundial, and then they're like, my my Facebook's this, my Instagram. That's me. I got like a million hand. It's so stupid. I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't. See, I don't know how to market myself. I don't know what's going on. You know, I don't know. I don't have it down like you, Pink Star. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. Okay. Um, thank God someone handles all the podcast stuff. Otherwise, we, <laughs> You're we, like would, we would be screwed. We would be screwed. We would, we would, essentially, <laughs> we would essentially be screwed for sure. Well, listen, I, I got to admit, this, this was such a great conversation. I, I really enjoyed talking to you. This is really cool. You, you got a great energy about you, and I'm all about that with people, just their energies. And um, yeah, really enjoyed talking to you. This yeah, was a lot I of had a great time. Thanks for having me. Good, good. I'm glad. Yeah, no, this was awesome. This is awesome. Can't wait to have you on again. Um, for sure. Um, yeah. Well, great. We'll send out an email when this goes out again. This will be very soon here. Um, cause our season's ending on the 29th of this month. Um, so it'll definitely be out before that. Perfect. So, okay. Well, again, thank you so much. Hope you, uh, enjoy the rest of your day, the rest of your weekend. Maybe you get to hit a rave up. I don't I, know. I, I am planning on it. You know, if they call it one. In town and she's playing. Oh, Miami. Right. That's like, I think Miami is rave in Spanish. I think that's what that means. Uh, no, it's not, but it should, right? It should be. <laughs> All right, Pink Star. Well, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Be safe. Enjoy yourself. Uh, we'll talk Bye. soon. Thank you again. All right. Bye-bye. And now it's time for my favorite part of the show the end credits. This is everyone responsible for making the show happen. Executive producer, Sebastian Sauerborn. Podcast manager, Nevena Ponovich. Marketing manager, Caroline Grape. Video and audio editors, Danilo Vojnov and Pavel Sebastianovich. Thumbnail designer, Marco Vukovic. Social media manager, Ursa Rusman. Guest outreach, Corey Menciez. Designing image quotes, Jay Apuya. Social media videos, Labri Fernandez. Outreach support, Yonet Del Mundo. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time. <laughs>